right, most definitely he makes a way for ultimate health on Joy 99.7 FM. Today we're talking about viral hepatitis. The 28th of July marks World Hepatitis Day. Thanks for making that bright choice. I'm in the company of Professor Yao Asanti Ewuku. He's the head of Department of Medicine at the University of uh, Health and Allied Sciences in Ho. He's also the president of the Ghana Association of the for the study of liver and digestive diseases. He's joining me to discuss viral hepatitis world hepatitis day observed 28th what do you know about hepatitis do you know your status you know the status of your partner have you ever tested and if you did what was the outcome and did you follow the recommendations that's what we're talking about with professor yao asante prof you're most welcome and thanks for joining us yeah thank you very much Anote. right i know yeah. you're you're normally in ho with uhas yeah and you're also a specialist uh, consultant physician at the whole hospital. Is that still that still refers to Trafalgar? Oh? Yes, so that's Trafalgar. So wow. it's now a teaching hospital. Wow. Uh, because of the University of Health and Allied Sciences. Okay, yeah. years ago, centuries ago, I went there. And then I was uh, domiciled in the Accra Psychiatric Hospital. And it was like, wow, is this in Ghana? I hope it's still in good shape. Very good shape. Uh, there's a lot of improvement now, especially attaining a teaching hospital status. Okay, yeah. great, great, great. Thanks for joining us. So we've just had World Hepatitis Day. There's a rollout of many, many activities, including uh, enhancing and increasing awareness. So we're actually uh, indeed very grateful to have you. But for many people, well, they hear these uh, campaigns and they raise uh, awareness and vigilance for a couple of days and then they drop it. So let's put them into the right, uh, should I say, frame of mind. When we talk of hepatitis, um, my reading suggests, well, inflammation of the liver or a problem with the liver. But bring us up to speed. What is hepatitis? Yeah, uh, thank you very much. Uh, and I've listened to your program for years, and I think you've become better and better. Wow. And I think that's quite interesting. Thank you. And thank you for having me on your program yeah. today. You can just adjust, so, adjust the mic upwards a bit so you can see. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, essentially when you say hepatitis, like you rightly said, mm -hmm. you're talking about inflammation of the liver. Okay. And, and this could be for many reasons. Right. So including viral hepatitis, alcohol, drugs, many things. But our campaign is focused on viral hepatitis. Right. So what I want everybody to understand is that when you say hepatitis, it is not equal to viral hepatitis. Okay. There are many reasons why you could have hepatitis. So but our discussion will be on viral hepatitis So today. many reasons why you can have an inflammation of the, of liver. the liver. And we're looking at one of those possible reasons absolutely viral hepatitis now in this day and age anytime we hear viral we're worried right so let's let's bring it down again viral hepatitis what's that so we are looking at these viruses that have um, predilection for the liver so okay. we call them viral hepatitis okay. and we have currently what we all know commonly classified a b c d and e, e. 
Um, there, there's a G bit which is not being classified, not in clinical use. Okay. We can talk about that as we go along. But okay. these are the key focus. So these viruses have a way that they affect the liver. Uh, their modes of transmission are, are different as well, which we've been going on campaign, educating people on, on these modes of, uh, uh, how do you call it, uh, spread, okay. so that they can actually understand it. So as we go along, I will speak to hepatitis A, B, C, D, and E. Okay. In a very summarized form for people to understand what it really stands for. Okay, if you just joined us 14 minutes past year or two on Joy 99.7, and we're talking about viral hepatitis with Professor Yao Asanti Ewuku, head of the Department of Medicine of the University of Health and Allied Sciences, right? He's also the president of the Association for the Study of Liver Diseases. So if you have any questions, concerns, WhatsApp is 055 and we're live on Facebook and YouTube. Remember, uh, Ultimate Health is brought to you by Virtual Security Africa. It's a Ghanaian company with 15 years experience in providing integrated electronic security solutions such as CCTV, access control, intruder alarm, fire alarm, electric fence, and many more. They provide cutting-edge solutions to meet the security needs of their customers with a lifetime after sales support. You can locate them in Tesla not behind the Alive Chapel. Their showroom is at Joel, first floor of the Nana Adipa Plaza. In Kumasi, they are at the Santasi roundabout opposite the Goyal Fuel Station. In Takrade, they are on the Kintampo Road. You can visit them on www.virtualsecurityafrica.com or call them on 050-331-4068 or 055-851-9839. Three nine. They bring you ultimate health with you know digging deep to understand the different types of uh, hepatitis, how it is transmitted, how you can get it, and who is at risk. Right? These are very important things you need to know, and uh, based on that knowledge, you can take action and inform yourself. So, Prof, coming back. So, um, there's A, B, C, D, and E, and a G, which is too technical for us uh, to consume at this moment. Hepatitis A again. I understand this is more related to fecal matter. Uh, can you tell us about hepatitis A? Right. Uh, so uh, the mode of transmission, as you rightly said, mm -hmm. is we call it fecal orally. In other right. words, from feces and other to the GIT or the gastrointestinal acid through the mouth. Okay. And of course, that is how one gets infected. So the virus for A for A is found in food or things we take in. Exactly. So right. it's transmitted through that pathway. So I can put it together by saying A, E. Mm -hmm are actually transmitted by this uh, same pathway. Okay. So these are from feces, food, water sources, and that is how it's transmitted into our into our mouth okay. and then into the gastrointestinal system, and then they manifest in the way they do. Okay. Interest, what is unique about these uh, two is that they usually cause what is called an acute disease. In other words, it would cause effect less than six months, and most people will actually recover. These are simple things as if you have malaria. So mm -hmm. a lot of people are diagnosed as, say, malaria without the testing. Could actually be because they've been exposed to the hepatitis A. Okay. You have a fever, some bodily pains, bit of nausea, sometimes you may vomit, just like a patient who has malaria. Okay. And then that would subside, and so then one your, goes through it. Your body is able to combat and overcome A. For, for most people. For most for people. Most people successfully. Yeah. Successfully. All right. Does that render it... Uh, less significant or dangerous? It is dangerous, especially when you go on the path we call the fulminant hepatic failure. Okay. For, for, for those individuals who may be unfortunate that the body is unable to deal with it mm. appropriately, they will go into this severe liver failure, okay. which has quite a, a high mortality. Okay. Right. Let's not forget that you may uh, encounter these viruses we are talking about. And uh, based on your health status, you may already be battling something else. So we're speaking generally. 
But if you have other comorbidities or underlying conditions, uh, most of you learned that when we're dealing with COVID, right? It changes the picture. So we're right. giving you a general uh, outlook or overview before we go into details. Okay, so that's A, yeah. right? Short-lived, uh, acute, and typically your body can deal with it. Absolutely. So this is, we're looking at events less than six months. Okay. And then your body is fine to go. All right. There's a test for A. Yes, there's a test for it. So yeah. this is an antibody test, right. which you take your blood sample. Okay. And they'll be able to detect whether what you had mm -hmm. was actually hepatitis A. And okay. it's actually available in Ghana as Okay. Well. Yeah. Right. Okay. I know we'll later get to treatments and whatever. Is there a yeah. vaccine for A? Yes, there's a vaccine there's for A. There's a vaccine a. for there's A There's a vaccine well. for okay. A. Okay. All right. Listeners, note these things down, okay? Then we move to hepatitis B. We keep hearing B, 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 B. My reading suggests that it's about 50 to 100 times more infectious than the HIV virus. What's hepatitis B? Probably? Absolutely. Uh, I think your presentation is apt. What you're saying is mm. that 50 to 100 times more, more, more infectious. More yet, transmissible. Absolutely. Right. Yet when people get such exposures, they are concerned about HIV more than right. uh, hepatitis B. Okay. You, like you said, hepatitis B is transmitted through blood, blood product, sexual intercourse. These are the main recognized ways of uh, transmission when it comes to hepatitis B. Okay. The interesting thing about hepatitis B is that it does acute disease, and for some people, it will go ahead to become a chronic disease. long-term chronic long -term disease. Long-term chronic disease. So we are looking at going beyond six months and Stay with that individual, if I will put it that way. Okay. And and what happens? The symptom is just like what I told you in terms of uh, hepatitis A, mm -hmm. the fever, bodily pain, nausea, and then you don't feel anything again. Right. And that's it. And then it goes into the chronic phase. Okay. And the chronic phase, why we advise people to go and test is that it will show you no sign or symptom right. until finally your liver is damaged. And, and that's why it's really worrying that you need to go and know it. Don't okay. say, I haven't had a yellow eyes before and therefore it can't be a hepatitis infection. Okay. But for B, like what we're worried about is the chronic mm -hmm. and the chronic's effect on the liver as well. Okay. The liver cirrhosis, liver cancer that are associated with uh, the hepatitis B infection. Okay. Prof, uh, you know, with a lot of these things, we know also that uh, you can get it uh, by birth. Uh, mother, and, mother to child transmission or vertical transmission, does it apply to the two we've talked about so far? No, so it only applies to B, to not B. A. Right. So A, you get it through the fecal oral route, which we talked about. But okay. B can be transmitted by the vertical route, which okay. you talked about, mother to child, okay. which is an important thing that we really need to focus on. Why is this important? It's because when you get exposed to it in childhood, mm -hmm. the probability that you develop a chronic disease is very high right. compared to when you're exposed to it in adulthood. Okay. And I think that is the national strategy where we are vaccinating people. Uh, we have the national immunization that vaccinate children to protect them. Are from we doing it at birth now? No, the birth dose is there. not yet in. Those who can afford get it, but right. it's not a national policy. It's not a yet. policy, not a policy measure yet. yet. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 20 minutes past the hour of two on Joy 99.7 FM. We're learning about viral hepatitis Joy in the company of Professor Yao Asante Wuku of the UHAS University. He's the head of medicine there, but he's a consultant gastroenterologist and specialist physician as well. He'll take your questions, concerns, experiences and doubts perhaps and uh, on uh, whatsapp you can share with us 055 we're live on facebook and youtube and shortly i will activate the phone lines so you can ask the question directly yourself okay so that's b that's b okay and um there was no sexual transmission nothing in body fluids with regard to a Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. So we're, we're moving and it's getting uh, bigger and better as somebody would say. So 
What about C? So I'll, I'll take it together. B, C, and D. And D. I okay. transmitted through the same pathway. All right. So blood, body fluid, and sexual intercourse. Okay. So C is just like what I told you in terms of hepatitis B okay. when it comes to its transmission. Mm -hmm. If you also get exposed to hepatitis C, you have a higher probability, even in adulthood, mm -hmm. of getting a chronic disease. Okay. And it also goes into a silent phase, which is the chronic phase. Okay. And cause little damage to the liver until finally you get a very scarred liver which we call liver cirrhosis okay and then if nothing is done about it liver cirrhosis is always a risk factor for getting hepatocellular carcinoma and which so you may go to this of the, cancer it, of the liver give, so, give, give us the long one again hepato what hepatocellular carcinoma all right sounds so usually like we say hcc right sounds yeah. like bad news anyway but uh so you could progress to cancer Absolutely. What is interesting with B is that uh, C is that you definitely have to go through the cirrhotic pathway. Okay. So you go through repeated scarring of the liver, you get liver cirrhosis, and then you can get a liver cancer. Okay. But what is even more confusing when it comes to hepatitis B is that there are those who will not go through this liver cirrhosis phase, mm. but they can directly develop liver cancer because hepatitis B itself, apart from describing it as a viral hepatitis, is also a known oncogen, cancer-causing agent, agent. Okay. on its own. Right. So you may not go through the liver cirrhosis phase and you can still develop a cancer when it comes to hepatitis B. Okay. I think that's why we hear a lot more about hepatitis B and the conversation all over. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. So C is similar to B. Similar to B in terms and of so, its transmission. So is D. So oh. is D in terms of its transmission. Right. So essentially, Prof, are we talking about dif different causative agents or different viruses? Are they variants of the same thing or are we just... Uh, distinguishing them on the basis of transmission. No, so these are different viruses okay. on their own. Right. Uh, however, they are transmitted by this common pathway which I've described. Okay. Let me just speak a little bit on the D so that we can yeah. round up. Mm -hmm. The D cannot exist if you don't have B. So okay. it's said to be an incomplete virus to make it simple for everybody to understand. Right. So anybody who has D means he, had, he already has B. Or they were transmitted together right. from an individual, which we call co-infection. Right. So sometimes you may have a B already, and then you get a D infection, which we call super infection. Okay. So D cannot exist on its own. It can only exist in the presence of B. Okay. However, C can exist on its own. But there are different viruses that have been described uh, uh, virologically separately. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. 24 minutes past the hour of 2 on Joy 99.7 FM. We're learning about viral hepatitis many of you have uh, responded to similar campaigns over the years you've gone for tests or screening you may have gone further for some form of vaccination or treatment or management uh, many of you yes stubborn academy again you default or you realize well I, I i don't really see i don't feel unwell and you're lost to the system okay and that's the frightening part many don't know their status it's highly transmissible and uh, when we talk about sexual transmission or transmission through sexual activity of various kinds, then we are in serious business. Huh? I mean, good company. In fact, uh, qualified company, not like myself. Me, I'm just a landguard and a foot soldier, right? Professor Iwuku Asante will take your questions and concerns. WhatsApp is 055-111997. Phone line 030-221-6541. Join us, join us, join us. Know your status. Okay. Prof, so we've dif we distinguished the types. Absolutely. Okay. So many people don't know. Can you give us a sense with regard to the tail of the tape? Prevalence rates. I've seen and read that it is increasing, okay, in an alarming pattern or characteristic or profile. What is the prevalence? How serious is this for us in Ghana? 
Yeah, so, so this is a very serious uh, um, situation when it comes to Ghana. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to talk about A and E later on, which are the acute. Okay. And then a lot of time when we look at prevalence because of like being with us for some time, mm -hmm. we are looking at more B and C, B and which C. are chronic diseases. Okay. We have some data for A and E, which I'll share with you okay. later on. But currently in Ghana, if you look at studies that have been done, prevalence varies from 8 Point six to 12.3. Oh, okay. So wow. I want to make it simple for everyone as we communicate. And then we say 10%. 10 percent. Which means one in 10 one of Ghanaians have chronic hepatitis when B infection. When we gather, when we mix, right? Absolutely. In the average workplace, in the average school, in the average church. Everywhere. Everywhere. And we have actually shown this because we have done screening in churches. We one have done screening in, in the ten. community. One in ten Ghanaians. And when we're speaking in these terms, we're logging it down, indexing it on B. On B. So what I'm talking about is B. The bad one. Bad one. Bad one. One and, and, in and ten. One in ten. And what is interesting is that this is vaccine preventable. So we need to really take action so that we don't even get it at all. Because wow. if you can vaccinate to prevent getting it, then why not do that? But one in 10 Ghanaian, to simplify the discussion, right. I think I've given you the exact data, right. 8.6, 12.3. Yeah. Okay. But in a lot of our tests that we've done around, we about one in 10. Folks, and that makes it easy for communication, right. for people to understand right. us. Folks, Prof has put it in simple terms. I've read researches uh, over time. I've done hepatitis education and awareness over time on this program. I've seen 8 to 16, sometimes even above, 20. right? Uh, in different parts of the country and in different populations. For example, you can check for hepatitis B in pregnant women and so on and so forth. So we're talking serious stuff here, okay? Don't forget, pregnant women are married to men. Okay, so we all need to take this seriously and ask our questions as well. I see some of you typing on WhatsApp. I'll get there in a sec. So, Prof, um, I talked about mother-to-child transmission, right? Uh, can you just say a word on prevalence when it comes to pregnant women, if you can? Or? Yeah, so, so what we've realized that for those who are positive mm -hmm. pregnant uh, mothers, it depends on certain factors. We call E-antigen, mm -hmm. the level of your viral, uh, the virus in, in that individual. Right, viral and then load. it predicts your transmission by roughly about 20%. So one in five of pregnant mothers who are positive okay. are likely to transmit to their kids. Right, Prof, in, I, want stand, terms, I yeah. want to stand or kneel on my chair and ask you, are we routinely by policy as a country Ghana testing all pregnant women so currently it's by policy so We're all pregnant by policy so, so it's, it's only the opt-out approach unless you say you don't want to be tested but it's by policy all pregnant women yes it's offered to them okay yeah. which tells you that the 20 percent prof is mentioning is not is not uh, conjecture right we Absolutely. have the data because we are now testing all pregnant women you go into hospital uh, antenatal, whatever, you'll be tested for Absolutely. hepatitis B. Hepatitis B. So it's least. routine, hepatitis B. Every pregnant woman in any state institution that goes to the hospital, you are offered uh, this offered. opportunity. Okay, right. Offered. You're offered. So you can turn it down. It's an individual so decision. Well, I do not have that experience. Why in see? heaven's name would you refuse? Absolutely. Huh? Whoa. Okay. All right. So we can capture it there. Absolutely. And 20% yeah. is alarming. Yes. Of yes. pregnant women. Women. If nothing is done about it and you go through, the probability of transmitting to your child is roughly about 20%. But what I'm saying, a lot of factors would influence that. Okay. Whether you are E-antigen positive or right. you have a very high viral load, it would influence the level of okay. transmission as well. Right. Prof, confirm this also for me or disprove it or disagree with it if I'm wrong. My reading also suggests that the younger you are, when you are exposed to the virus, the higher the chance that you develop chronic uh, hepatitis. Right. I think you you touched on That's it right. earlier. Is that so? That, if you so get it younger, if you are exposed to it younger, then 
there's a higher likelihood that it, it may transition to chronic. Absolutely. So you're very correct on that. Uh, we are looking at three to five years, about 30%. Mm. And if you're about less than five years, almost about 80%. And those who are adult, the probability of getting a chronic disease, about five to 10%. Okay. So it, it, it reduces as you grow. Right. And that's why I'm saying the emphasis, childhood vaccination, so that we can prevent this uh, transmission. Okay. Yeah. Great stuff. We're learning. So, Prof, you've mentioned how we can, there's a test for all of these. Yes, there is. We can and it's screen available here. and test. Okay. I, I want to do this before I do signs and symptoms. Though so you mentioned uh, jaundiced eyes or other things. Yeah. But uh, who should be testing? Who is at risk of viral hepatitis? So, so if you look at the, 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 a lot of the recommendations from WHO and other international bodies, A, those who are transmitted through the oral and, uh, and the fecal oral route, mm -hmm. usually it's, it's not mandatory to get tested. But for mm. B and C, right. they, they talk about the fact that for B, any community where they have a privilege more than 2%, right. everybody should be tested. I'm telling you, we have about 10%. So for us, it's a must. Everybody must test. Yes, if you have prevalence of more than 2%, in then, your country. In your country. Then right. everybody must be tested. This is the WHO recommendation. Okay. And I'm saying that here, we are looking at 10%. So, so what does it mean? It means everybody must be tested. In fact, we need it more because we are talking about prevalence of 10% right. and not 2%. Okay. okay. Now, with regards to that, I read something which alarmed me a bit because I was trying to tease, uh, tease out of the data whether we have a national hepatitis elimination program. Okay, we are still figuring our way out, uh, and other countries have it. Indeed, I saw that uh, in Uganda and Rwanda, uh, they are testing, I think, children or babies at birth free as a national policy. We are still figuring our way out with regard to that. Eh? So it means that those who are testing are literally making a discretionary or voluntary decision. Yeah, so currently, yeah. I mean, those who are testing mm. is actually voluntary. There's no policy okay. that everybody should be tested. But at risk group like pregnant yeah. women, patients going on dialysis and all that, you okay. need to test because okay. you have a risk of transmitting to mm. others. Right. So that's what it is. Currently, the, the National Virus Hepatitis Control Program has some initiative mm -hmm. towards eradication, but we do not have any policy on eradication, eradication. yet. Eradication. Is so, it possible? Yeah, it's possible. In fact, we are working around that. The, the program is actually putting are in measures to do that. Are there countries that have, in quotes, eradicated or eliminated? Yes, yes. so the, the best example is actually Egypt. Wow. Uh, they had the highest prevalence of hepatitis C worldwide, not, not just in Africa. Mm. And, and they saw the need to get rid of this, and they've been able to do that. So we're learning from them. Recently, we had a very good interaction with them where we actually have free hepatitis C treatment in Ghana now. Okay. So all you need to do is to test get to know that you actually have chronic hepatitis C and you can get a medication for free. Specific to C. Specific hepatitis C. Okay. C. What about Because B? you can get a cure. B, currently, the medication is not for free. You need to pay it yourself. What we also have to say is that there is no cure for B currently. We okay. can only manage it. Okay. So, let's go back to testing. Is testing free? So testing is not free. There's no free testing There's for no hepatitis. free testing. You have to pay for it. Okay. So when we refer to the pregnant women, they, it is offered but not free. Is that offered but not free. But okay. when you're on the insurance, national health insurance, okay, it's part of the package. All right. So you get tested for the national health. But if you're an individual who is not on the insurance, okay. you would have to pay for it. All righty. Yeah. Uh, 33 minutes after two, my... You know, time is far spent, but my lines are activated. 03 0221 6541. Call and speak 
to a whole professor. Yes. At your disposal, at least till three o'clock, right? <laughs> His pay is above our grade, eh? but he, we've got him for about an hour, right? Uh, many thanks to uh, Dr. Ejewa Ewuku. Eh? Uh, she's been with us. She's um, a hematologist, right? Yes. Yeah, she's loaned her husband to us this Sunday. He's typically <laughs> in home, but we've, we've, we've whisked him away for your benefit. 030 221 This one says, Hi, Noted. Well, thanks for your educated programs. Please, I've been married for 15 years. My wife had hepatitis whilst at university about 20 years ago, so all our kids are given injection as soon as they are born to prevent them from getting it. Please, I once did a test and I was told the results showed that I've been close to someone who has had it. Please, can my immune system keep me protected or I, do I need to go for an injection too? Also, I love my weekend beer and whiskey. Can it increase my chances of getting hepatitis? So you want to confess that you are uh, uh, burdening your liver, in a sense. Huh? Please, can I just walk to any hospital to request for the injection? He's talking about injection, right? So he's talking about his wife. And very often we get discordant couples where one is positive, the other is negative. Indeed, I was going to forward a question like that to you. Somebody says, well, if it is sexually transmitted, uh, I have it, my partner doesn't have it. How so? And it raises issues because maybe my partner might think I went and picked it from somewhere. Right, sexually, right? Can we answer this gentleman's yeah, question? I, I think this is the, the, the maybe the best question, or Joy, maybe more interesting questions are going to come. Now. And this is a scenario I actually had a deliberate, uh, uh, should I say, presentation for. Okay. Because you usually have these serial discordant couple who have come in. And okay. Like I read this, I'm going to start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. The common way by which one can become uh, chronic when it comes to hepatitis B is during childhood. Okay. And we said one of the commonest uh, means by which people get this infection is perinate after their delivery okay. and uh, whilst pregnant and during delivery. So child, okay. vertically. Right. So a lot of people actually get it through this pathway and they have no idea. Because we're going to talk a history about when tested even started so in Ghana. Have, you could have gotten it from your mother Absolutely. and you and don't, don't know. know. Yes, right. I have seen families who have been wiped out by liver cancer. And they because don't they have no idea. And but their mama testing. was positive and their mother is alive. So right. people present differently. So this is a very interesting one. But usually when you get married, it's not a problem at all. And your the other partner is negative, mm -hmm. one is positive. Right. What you need to do, I've been mean, especially they have been together for a long time. Okay. You need to do what is called the hepatitis B profile. Right. We want to see whether you have been vaccinated sexually, if I want to put it that okay. way. Because you've been exposed to your 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 partner pro, pro, who so has the antigens. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> sexual vaccination, sexual which means that you've been exposed absolutely sexually, your body has dealt with it and has built antibodies. Exactly. So you are protected. You are protected. But what you, you need to actually demonstrate that. you need to check. The titers, yeah. So you can actually check the hepatitis B antibody titer. Okay. And most of these that I've seen, they have high levels of titer that they don't need any vaccination. Right. So if you have been with your partner for that long, you've had all your kids, you realize the one is positive, one okay. is negative. It's not a problem at all. The one who is positive, we can handle it. The okay. one who is negative, do the profile, and then we'll let you do the antibody test. Okay. If you have enough levels, you don't need any vaccination, and gentlemen, maybe you can enjoy your officer life. Right. So in this instance, uh, let me say in quotes, we don't need to bring in a special prosecutor. Not at all. Right. Clinically, we can explain. Absolutely. Okay, you have Absolutely. some level of immunity or protection, right? Because you've been exposed before. You didn't get ill. Your system has dealt with it. So how can Prof explain to my listeners that mine is undetectable or I get a negative outcome? Because he's saying that 
his test probably had done the further tests yeah. said he has been at risk right can yeah. you explain that yeah so what it means is that he actually did what is called a profile okay so the profile will tell you about what is called hepatitis b core antibody right it's the igg type okay anybody who has been exposed in the past your mm. body has cleared it your core igg is positive okay but the surface antigen which tells you that you have a chronic infection is negative okay. so this is what this gentleman is talking about okay he's done the hepatitis b profile and specifically the core igg mm. is positive okay all other things were negative and even sometimes the e antibody is positive e antigen is negative all, right. all it means you have been exposed to the original virus okay you have cleared it and it's left something behind to show that this virus was here in the past okay. but now you are protected there's yeah. nothing to fight about with your partner not at all, all right. not at all unless yeah. you already had issues all right. <laughs> <laughs> right this is why we bring them in this and every sunday 205 on ultimate health joy 99.7 fm we're talking with professor yao asante wuku of the uhas uh, university uh about viral hepatitis call in 030-221-6541 if you have any direct questions you can whatsapp us on uh, whatsapp 055 ultimate health on joy 99.7 fm with me Naughty by nature. Okay. Are you at risk if your employee has hepatitis B? So workplace exposure. I mean, we work with people. Uh, I've read that you can't get it from eating with somebody. You can't get it through kissing and a few other things. Um, this person has moved it to the workplace. Yeah, so, so what I've realized is that most people get confused. Sometimes somebody's been employed and then they do all that. And I hear people, when their test is positive, they refuse them opportunity Joy, to work. And that is unacceptable because it cannot be transmitted by activities at the workplace. Okay. You've rightly said, not by touching, not by eating together. All these things cannot transmit the virus. So not, through, I am, not through sweat? Like not through sweat. Say, okay. Not through sweat. Right. I mean, at the workplace, not through sweat because mm. skin is intact. There's no exposures. Right. And so you cannot get it. So okay. sometimes I guess surprised when people test positive and they deny them so work doing opportunities pre-employment screening and where they turn out positive for hepatitis you're saying some employers wrongfully ignorantly are using this as a basis yes yes they may or may not express it directly but it could be used and it's wrong. Yes, very wrong. I think we should not promote that at all. Okay. If you're fortunate, the person gives you a feedback. It's like the doctor wrote that they should not take you at the job play, which is not true. Okay. We actually talk about recommendations telling you that you can be managed. If okay. I hepatitis B, not everyone needs treatment. We right. need to follow Some you up. Some people, they tell you, rest, eat well. Do, do, and then we'll do. follow you up in the clinic. Then we have regular follow. schedule that okay. we give to that individual. The important gateway to all this advice and intervention is that you have tested and... Uh, you know your status. Absolutely. And then you know where to go and you know which further tests to do. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Great. My producer tells me I have a caller on the line. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon. Right. Who am I speaking to? Let's speak to Senam from Lashibi. Senam from Lashibi. Senam, have you tested yes. for hepatitis before? Yes. You have? Oh, that's great. Yes. Okay. What caused you? What pushed you? What compelled you to test? Um, actually, my mom is a health worker, so... She actually asked me to do it 2004 then. Okay. I did and then took the vaccination. Okay, great stuff. You have and a question? Yeah, go ahead. And 2011, I took a booster. So okay. it's about 12 years now. I want to know if I have to go back and take another vaccine again. Okay, all right. Okay, unofficially, I'll dis de declare you hepatitis macho. <laughs> eh? But uh, you responded to your mom. Got the test in 2014. You further, uh, after that, had boosters and so on and so forth, right? Yes. Uh, Prof, yes. what do you say to her? 
Yeah, so another layer I want to bring in is that if you get vaccination, after completing the vaccination, you need to test and see whether the vaccine worked. Okay. What I want to say is that vaccination is not equal to being immunized. In other words, getting the, the vaccination is that Joy. you receive the vaccine. There's a question of did it work or not. So once you complete the vaccination, there's a protocol where you go and check for the service antibody level. And right. you need to get it to be more than 10 international units to okay. say that you are protected. Right. So for this individual, probably he didn't need to, she didn't need to go for a booster. All she didn't need to do was to test the antibody level. And if it was detectable or more than 10, then she can actually be confident that she's protected and doesn't need to be a booster. Okay, Prof. I'm loving this because years ago I had to get a resource person in the same uh, vein as you are now to distinguish between vaccination and immunization right the vaccination has an objective if it is achieved then you are immune or immunized all right so we have these yellow cards they are vaccination cards absolutely okay but are you suggesting therefore that uh, that could not uh, should i say translate to automatic immunization for some of these things yes that's what it is oh wow um there are some of these vaccines that they are very clear objective for instance when it comes to hepatitis b you can easily measure the antibody level okay and it's been shown that depending on anti-level antibody level you may have the protection so once you get a vaccine please go ahead and test and see whether you're able to pro- for hepatitis B, in fact, one in ten mm. after getting the vaccine may not have any response at all. So okay. you need to know whether you are one of those groups. All as right. Well. Okay. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, I have another call on the line. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Who am I speaking to? I'm called Kwesi. Kwesi, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Commander. Commander, share with us something sweet, eh, Commander? Uh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, somewhere 1990. Yes, 1990. I had a blood donation. And I was told I'm a carrier. Um, I've tried to do donation. They say it's, um, it's not possible. I want to know, should I go for immunization? Okay. Right. So the year again you went for the blood donation? 1990. 1990. Yes, right. Please. And you were told you were a carrier. a carrier of hepatitis? Yes. Okay. Please. Was that all? I have, I have the certificate there. Right, but did you have any other follow-up with regard to the hepatitis itself? No. You didn't go for further investigation? No. Okay. Right, let me pass this to the professor. Right. So, he, he, he went routine blood donation, okay? And I know this is one of the indicators they look out for, and you are excluded from donating blood. Indeed, in other uh, uh, research I did, even when it comes to organ donation, there are a few things they need to check, Absolutely. right? Uh, he wants to know he's been barred or excluded from voluntary blood donation. His blood cannot be used. And he wants to know, should he go for any further protection? Yeah. So, so your, your, Having your been declared a carrier. Yeah. Your, yeah. your listeners are really bringing in the Great key stuff. questions around this. This is the place to so, be. Absolutely. So if you look at this person's scenario that was created in 1990, what we're trying to say is that it's a carrier and we do not do this classification in this current uh, 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 dispensation because who is a carrier? All it means is that he has chronic hepatitis B infection and he needs to be followed. So a carrier, before... You're bef- saying that the, the description, the label, the categorization given to him is, is, is inappropriate, not right. inappropriate okay. in terms of current categorization of patients who have chronic hepatitis B. In the 1990s, I understand. Okay. Once you test positive, you say, well, you're a carrier. But there's a lot of information, there's a lot of knowledge now. Okay. And that shows clearly that this individual most likely has 
chronic hepatitis B infection. Okay. And so he definitely needs to come back for new testing to do profile, viral load, check the liver test. I'm happy he's calling now. He should not wait at all so that we can recategorize him. And if there's a need for an intervention, we'll do that for him. Vaccine, I don't think is the way for him because most likely he has an infection and he needs an intervention. Okay, great stuff. And thanks for sharing by calling in and uh, by your WhatsApp messages as well. WhatsApp is 055 11 11 997. Phone line 030-221-6541. Station, of course, Ultimate Health. Join 99.7 FM. Yeah, I've made my program a station, eh? All right. So this one says, good afternoon. I'm Michael from Tema. My father died from the disease in 2006. I recently became sick and went for the test. It came out negative. Should I still worry, especially when I have had jaundice before as a child in the 80s? Let me read a couple so we can take uh, answers for them. Um, right. Can a hepatitis B positive client travel outside the country? So this is referring to travel restrictions. And uh, Abeku, you let me control from here. Good afternoon, Mr. Host and your facilitator. I just loved health education, but the Volta region also needs education. This is Abochi Philip from Keta. Um, we are learning that HBV can be treated with herbal medicine, as some herbal clinics in the country are claiming question mark this is from dagati in dc which i believe to be Dansoman. so herbalists or herbal uh, practitioners are making claims prof will note that for a uh, response uh, this one says this is from cynthia in uh, botre or actually botre please can you find out from the doctor if there's a policy to test and vaccinate health workers and is it free right there's uh, policies for those who are likely to be exposed as a reason of uh, on account of their uh, occupation this one says Norte, can you walk into a health provider and request for all types of hepatitis tests at a go or do you request for a particular type like the sexual transmitted sexually transmittable type okay so can you request and select the type you want to be tested for or they do, do, do they do a battery of tests to check your status for all of them uh oh abeku please let me control from here it makes me uh easier for me to read please not do a super submission on thursday Great job doing Douglas from DC. Okay, right. Okay, right. So let's try and uh, take this yeah. step by step. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the one asking about travel. Yeah. Okay. Let's deal with travel and hepatitis. Yeah. So so that there's no policy on that when one is hepatitis B, just like any other condition. Okay. So if you have a positive hepatitis B, there's no country bars you from entering that place. So okay. that that is very clear. No policy on that. Okay. Right. Can you find out? Policy for health workers and the other categories of exposed or potentially vulnerable uh, yeah. categories of workers. What what I would say is that there's a document and, and, and not a policy. Right. A policy is that if a health worker policy is that if a health worker is employed, he mm -hmm. goes through screen. If he's negative, he's vaccinated for free by the employers and everybody. But that is not what exists now. Mm -hmm. So it's it's individuals taking their own decision okay. to go and test, and if they are negative paying for the vaccination but i okay. think this has to change all right going for a special for health workers okay because we are at risk okay. so that has to change okay great stuff i i heard about medicine okay you're yeah, one, one person talk about education in the volta region right right, right, uh, right this this year in fact the ghana association for the study of liver disease mm. we actually dedicated our campaign in whole I saw uh, pictures we of went some of you out exactly, there. Exactly. Yeah. We went to a lot of places, including um, Foyga Senior High School, where we did screening for them. So this year, it looks like Volta Region actually enjoyed a lot of what we did in terms of the viral hepatitis uh, campaign. Okay. Right. Great stuff. Herbalist or herbal treatment. Uh, I'm using my words carefully. Yeah. Of hepatitis or hepatitis B specifically. 
Currently, uh, there's no approved treatment when it comes to viral hepatitis B. Um, the FDA and other agencies are asking those who make the claim that present your data, let's go through it. Okay. And then if it actually proves that you're able to do that, we'll give you that. But so far, we do not have anyone approved for that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anybody doing that is uh, what? Uh, I, I making their own unverified yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's unacceptable okay. um, because some of the, the herbal medication may have further damage on the liver. Right. And so it, it makes it worse. They need to really reevaluate. I know definitely there are herbs that has active effect on these viruses, but okay. they need to be properly put together, okay. go through the appropriate processes, right. and then get approval so that we can also support it. Okay. Please note you are getting this response from the president. Not only is he... Uh, a specialist consultant gastroenterologist, president for the Ghana Association for the Study uh, of These Liver Diseases and so on and so forth. So when he says there's no verified approved herbal cure, is not uh, a jab at herbalist or anything. He's talking clear science and herbal medicine also follows science all right okay great stuff can you walk into a health provider and request for all the types of hepatitis test at a go or do you have to request uh or select what you want to be you you are you're welcome to do that you walk into any facility and tell them that you've had this a lot of education a lot of information and you want to test if you have any of these viral hepatitis okay and whichever doctor is there would welcome you give the right education and give you appropriate prescription to get it tested. Okay, yeah. great stuff. Let me just remind you, Ultimate Joy, Health this and every Sunday is brought to you by Virtual Security Africa, a Ghanaian company with 15 years plus experience in providing integrated electronic security solutions such as CCTV, access control, intruder alarm, fire alarm, electric fences and many more. They provide cutting-edge solutions to meet the security needs of customers with a guarantee of lifetime after-sales support. You can locate them in Tessano behind their live cap, uh, chapel. Uh, their showroom is at Joel first floor, Nana Adipa Plaza in Kumasi. They are at Santasi Roundabout, opposite the Goyal Field, st Field Station and in Takrade on the Kintampo Road. You can visit them uh, at their website, www.virtualsecurityafrica.com or call them on 050-331-4068 or 055-851-9839. VSA, Virtual Security Africa, they bring you ultimate health on Joy 99.7 FM this and every Sunday. This is uh, somebody asking for the best treatment for syphilis. Well, we're discussing something else, and um, well, I'll take note of your number and get more details for you so that we can direct you, okay, so that we don't deviate. Right. If you have any questions, concerns, still time to catch a couple of calls. 030-221-6541. My guest in the studio is Professor Yao Asante Ewuku. He's a consultant gastroenterologist, and he's the head of medicine at UHAS, University of uh, health and Allied Sciences in Ho, and he's also a consultant specialist uh, physician uh, and gastroenterologist with the Ho Hospital. Does vaccination against hepatitis B work against A, C, and the rest? Okay, we're delving or switching to the interventions. Yeah. But before you answer this, Prof, after a test outcome, right, uh, the outcomes are either you're positive or you are negative. negative. Is there any other outcome possible? So the other outcome is that you are negative and that you have protection. 
Okay. Okay. So two outcomes, uh, three outcomes: a positive, negative. 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 But you are protected. You are protected. Can in you explain words, that? Yes. In other words, for instance, hepatitis B is the best example. Okay. So you are negative, but you see that core IgG, which you talked about the first presenter. Okay. We show that you've had a past infection. All right. But then we look at your surface antibody, and it's high up there. It right. Means you also have protection. Okay. So when we say somebody is in this category, right? It means we have clinical evidence of exposure. Absolutely. And an immune system response. Absolutely. Okay. So the exposure marker is the core IgG. Right. And the immune response is the surface antibody level. Is this well communicated to the patient or the client being tested? So we do that. So okay. I am actually advocating that if we want to What go should you be told specifically? How is it communicated? Good. So so for you to get that communication, you should have done the hepatitis B profile. Okay. So we will tell you that you are negative. Okay. However, you we You need have to do further tests. No, the profile will give describe all okay. of it. Go so ahead. it will say you are negative. All right. However, because this core IgG is positive, it doesn't mean you have an infection, but you have been exposed to it in the past. Okay. And again, we have seen your surface antibody is positive, which means that when you're exposed to you're able to clear it, that is why your surface antigen is negative okay. and that you have surface antibody positive. So you are protected. So your body has its own polling station results absolutely which absolutely. can be tracked clinically yes okay so so that person who doesn't have a current infection right negative with all these details yeah. with good protection yeah. can they transmit so, so they, are, they don't have an infection. So they, they don't, don't have transmit an infection. Yes. So if you do the viral load, it will be zero. Okay. There will be nothing in there. So they right. don't have any infection. So what is the advice for them? What do they do? So for those individuals, usually what I ask is that do the surface antibody level. Okay. Anything above 10, you are protected. You don't have to do anything. You don't need any vaccine. Do the surface antigen. Antibody level. Antibody, not antibody antigen. Antibody level. Right. right. And once it shows anything more than 10, you are protected. There's okay. a lot of evidence that even when it's positive, right. it's just enough. But I don't want us to go there. Okay. I think 10 is a good point. Right. Yeah. Good. Well explained. Right. And I'm loving the way you're explaining this. So is it for the patient or the client to request the further uh, investigations or will it be routinely requested? based on their ability to pay for whatever test it is. How does it go? I've, you've, I've, you've got this situation. This is your categorization, negative with this, this, that, that. Yeah. Will the clinic, the lab then go further yeah. to request or is that for a physician or a doctor to do? It's, it's actually uh, doctor driven. Okay. So it depends on the expertise of the individual sure. you're seeing. Okay. And this is why you would have to see the trained gastroenterologist. Apart from that, there are others who have also dedicated themselves. We, call, we do a lot of training. All right. So we have been empowered by that, that means. Okay. If not, once it's negative, that individual or that health professional may just say you are negative. All right. But for us, as specialists, it goes beyond just being a negative. Okay. There are some unanswered questions. Have I been exposed before? Okay. Am I protected? Do I need to get a vaccine? All right. And that is why you need to get a full profile so that that individual can advise you appropriately. Prof, there's a lot of testing. There's a lot of empowerment, education, awareness, which encourages us to test at various uh, facilities. Yeah. Okay. Many people are going to quite happily walk away with a negative yeah. you're suggesting to us that there are further uh, levels yeah. of analysis yes. of your profile okay how do we reconcile this with this go out there go and test uh, uh, let's say joy fm does testing we've done that before actually uh, uh steve and co eh? thumbs up to you and eh? we've done that in-house here but so when you get your result at a workplace or a church program and it says negative 
um, and there's nothing further communicated. Is that okay? I don't think that is the best. What we're advocating sure. is that for screening, we want a lot of people to get that exposure. Okay. And we think saying negative for a start is good. Mm. But you have to say you are negative. Okay. But the issue is that the prevalence in the country is very high. Mm. You may be a mother or you may be a woman mm -hmm. and that there's a risk that if you get pregnant, you can even transmit to your child. Okay. So why don't you make sure that you don't even have the infection at all? So after you've tested negative, go further. Okay. To see, am I vaccine, Am I protected? Do yes. I have the necessary antibody level? Okay. Have I been exposed in the past? Which is also a good idea. Okay. So once you've been exposed in the past, then we will see whether you were able to clear it okay. and then whether you build antibodies to protect yourself. So I think we should go further. All right. But the first test of a negative reassuring people is good. All right. But let's move on to the next step. Okay. Yeah. So just quickly, we're running out of time and I know we wanted to look at vaccines, what they do, how often you need to take them and so on. We'll make time because yeah. I know your squad... You've got a whole SWAT team out there. I, I got only you today. But um, um, so any advice to, you know, churches, groups who are hearing this and they organize, they get uh, groups to come in to do the testing and all that. Should there be a difference or a tweaking of the model? Because very often you have the names, contact numbers, there's opportunity and data to facilitate follow-up. To do these things should should they just be happy that we did screening and we're happy as part of our rotary this or whole week celebration that or church uh retreat this uh, should there be a difference or a tweaking yeah i think they just need to move it to the next level what gasoline has done over the years is that we develop a small like a hospital card sort of okay so once you come in and you are sure. negative you write that you are negative okay and then we educate you okay that you need to go through other process to see whether you are protected to get vaccinated and then we write in a card for you so you can present that card in any hospital okay those who are positive also will write a little note in that right they can present it to a hospital so i think you should not just say negative go home all right let them still go on for we should know look at okay it. Yeah. great stuff so the vaccines do they cover the whole show or are they specific to the actual viral agent determined so so they are specific so currently we have a vaccine for hepatitis b right a and e okay so we do not have any vaccine for hepatitis C. Mm. And so you cannot say you're going to vaccinate to prevent. But B, we have it available here. A and E is also there for those who are going to high-risk areas. Like I told you, it's for acute diseases. Okay. So for instance, you're going to embark in something that you think your exposure to feces and other things are high. Right. You can get this vaccination as you do that travel.